Jennifer! Richard! How are you? I am doing fabulous today. That's so cool. I'm, I got to tell our audience that are tuning in for the last time. Uh, Jennifer and I have both been on other avenues and paths, and so we weren't able to do a regular thing. And today's a little, today's not even the day we normally do it. And no. Where are you going to be this week? Where are you going to? I am going out to the desert for a week long party. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Do us a favor and text your coordinates, you know, so that we can come out there and bug you. It is a very dear friend of mine's birthday. She's turning 40, that little bitch, Shannon. <laughs> and she requested a neon party, so I have nails that glow in the dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not neon. I I've mean, ordered whatever. a lot of I'm so excited. It's going to be a that, lot of fun. And it will be. I'm, that's great. Where are you going to be out? Joshua Tree? You're going to go out to that weird place that's out there? Going We're going hiking out in Joshua Tree, but Palm Springs. Okay. You be careful. I know you got lost once hiking. Oh, I know. I know. There's, I remember that. See, I do remember board. your stories. Speaking I was of, in a vortex. That's why. I know that you went into a vortex. Speaking of vortexes. Uh, you told me something because we rarely get a chance to talk to each other when we're away from each other. But you did mention that something kind of funny happened to you last week when you were supposed to be we were supposed to be doing a podcast and right, somebody so was, we interviewed on the flip side showed up. Go ahead. So I was playing golf and I was um, like <laughs> my drive, which is normally I actually pretty good. I heard something from somebody on the other side and I'm like, hi, what are you doing here? And he goes, he goes, you're choking. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, relax, like relax your, like relax. I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, why are you here? And he goes, cause you didn't make it to the class today. It was supposed to be a podcast right now. And I looked down, I'm like, you're right. It was, but we were golfing that day. How funny is that? So people that are on the class being aware of what we're doing. Right. And it's like, really? You have something better to do than talk to people on the flip side. And by the way, it was Kobe Bryant, which was awesome. Who, who is an, a terrific athlete. And we spoke to him. Yeah. The first time we talked to him, we did a little bit of an odd experiment because I knew that he had played in Italy. So I knew that he spoke Italian fluently. And when we asked for him to answer some questions, I asked the questions in Italian, a language that Jennifer still doesn't speak. But no. so I asked the question, so in Italian, I asked him, what do you miss about Italy uh, in Italian? Cosa ti manca d'Italia? And I had no idea what you were asking. And she had no idea. And she said, I don't know what you just asked. I said, it's fine. He does. And she said, I don't know what you asked, but I'm seeing a red Ferrari. I didn't know he had a red Ferrari, and I didn't know that uh, he loved Ferraris, and that was an Italian thing that he missed. So uh, it's always mind-bending when we do this work because, you know, I don't think anybody's ever interviewed people on the other side in another language before. And, no, but but the point is that Jennifer is sometimes hearing the answer. Sometimes she's getting a visual, right. and that's another form of communication, which is telepathy. 
you know, where, where Jennifer translates what she's getting. And so we encourage everybody tuning in for the last time um, to, to, to open themselves up to the possibility that a message can come to, from a loved one that's purely visual or right. a smell or that's a song true. on the radio. Yep. Something like that. It All was, right. I, what's also interesting is that I don't remember. Like last night, I read 20 people last night for Wine and Spirits at Uncorked. I do that once a month. And um, Where is that, by the way? It's in Hermosa Beach. It's okay. right there up here. People come in from everywhere, and it's usually sold out. I don't even advertise it because it's always sold out. But, you know, call up and get your spot or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's 50 bucks. You get a glass of wine, and you get me for two hours. <laughs> I do not remember like today i'm just trying to remember i'm like i didn't i don't even remember what happened last night it's just one of those things just goes comes through and goes and this is what this is why i think i was being shown this is you have also we've mentioned this before but it's like when you get those you your intuition you get something you get like what they call a download or a little snapshot or a picture or whatever you want to call it and if you don't if it come if you don't remember or if you don't write it down like the first two minutes when you wake up and you had a dream good dream bad dream then you're not going to remember it. Well, my whole day at work is like that. But some of the greatest insights that happen, they're fleeting. You have to know that they're fleeting. They just It's not something that you're thinking. It's something that's being given to you. Well, this is also why we do this. Because, you know, right. I, would, I first met with Jennifer. I spent some time in her office. I'm a filmmaker. So I carry a camera with me, usually. And I realized that every conversation we had, because it was so quick, things would happen so quickly, I could never write it down or make a note. So now when I talk to people, whether it's a stranger or somebody I'm just chatting with, or it's Jennifer, I try to have a recording so I can listen back. And right. I, this past week, I put on a podcast just because I just looked up, like, what were we doing a year ago? And what were we doing like two years ago? And I saw this podcast that we had spoken to Bill Paxson literally a year ago on the same day, and then two years ago on the same day. And I posted it. Now, I haven't listened to it, but a lot of people have commented on it because, uh, you know, it's so fresh. It's the same things that we've been talking about for now seven-ish years. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy. All right, Luana, our friend on the flip side, Luana, my friend who passed away in 1996, who is the moderator for our class. Please tell us, Luana, who wants to come and talk to us today? Or what do you want to talk about, Lou? It's up to you. Your dream last night. Okay, now tell us, how do you, how do you get that image? Is that just a picture of me and a little cloud over my head or... What do you? It happened so fast. I don't even know. Hold on a second. Uh, she just made me feel last night, and then she made me feel your dream state. Okay. So Lou, it was right before you went to bed. Like it feels so. It's feeling so. It feels like it was right before you went to bed. You had a thought. Yeah. You asked for someone, possibly. Um. I. You know. And I'm. I'm this is how Jennifer and I work. Uh, I'm not consciously aware of that. I do have a vague remember before nodding off of of the suggestion of like being, you know, the idea you ask for a happy dream or I ask for a, 
an, you know, something that helps you. Actually, you asked, I believe you asked a prayer for someone that could have, that we discussed a little bit earlier. Okay. That's very possible. Oh, no, no, actually I know what she's talking about. And, and this, uh, this is why Jennifer and I do this. We clarify. It was, the, it was yesterday where I had specifically said to Luana, I need your help uh, with something, with an issue. Right. And, uh, and she said she listened. She gave me an answer. Yeah. I tried not to judge it. She gave me an answer, and then it came true later on in the day. Somebody that I asked for help from reached out and said, you're not going to believe this wonderful thing that just happened to me. And I was like, yes, I do, because Lou had said, it's happening. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen. So, Lou, that thank you. And so what is that process about? Lou, let's just talk about process. Are you uh, are first, you so the first thing she said is trusting. Trust. She says trust that we can help out and that some of us do have the answers. And so um, tell us a little bit about how you have the answer. Are you seeing into she, the Okay, but before that, she's sharing with me. She's showing me how ugh, it happened so fast. Um, can you show me again? She's like, it's easy for you because you just you're used to us being around you. You're used to us being like you've learned to trust it through the process with you, Richard. I've learned to trust it, and I'm I'm even better now at trusting it because when I do see class members show up all the time in my readings, like I'm like, does this mean anything? And it always means something. You know, um, yeah. and Last I members, yeah, right. And so I, I've, I've learned not to say no to Kobe, for instance, or Steve Jobs, or like if they show up, there is a reason why they show up, and it, it always happens that way. So the difference between other people and well, I'm a cell tower, but that's not it. Everyone else can get the information, but they also don't have the trust or the faith that they can. I see. So the idea of you ask, you ask for help and, and you allow that there might be an answer. And if you can allow the answer, the answer might be, oh, we can't, or it's right. not possible, or this was the person's journey or something else. But in this specific instance, I said, can you help with this specific thing? And the answer was, got it. So my question to you, Lou, is, how did you know that you had it? Was it because you were seeing into the future or because time is all compressed where your observation or is it you had already worked it out in advance what was about to happen? They put it into your awareness, the question that you ask. Uh -huh. So you, you're, you actually think that you're thinking that question, you ask it, but they're actually putting that for you to ask so they can answer so it comes full circle. And it is like there is no time over there. Time is compressed. And so that's why I'm, I'm constantly worried. I'm getting, you know, what used to feel like the next day could be seven years. It feels the same. I'm learning now how to not monitor time, but how to gauge time with it. Yes. And it's interesting because we've talked about this quite a bit and we've been, you know, tried to clarify. And I've heard this. And Lou, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, 25 years on Earth feels like about five or 10 minutes over there. So something that happened 250 years ago, for them, it's like an hour and a half ago. Let's just say 100 That's minutes exactly. ago. Yeah, it's and milliseconds because they can get there. 
quick. Like right. Um, Plus, they can yes uh, tap in and access that slice of time. Right. We we had a conversation with Stephen Hawking uh, in Backstage Pass. On the flip side, where we asked him about this process, and he said, if you imagine a slice of time like a floppy disk that has all the information or a hologram of all the information of that moment in time, when you pull that floppy disk out and access it, you're accessing all of that information simultaneously. Well, Lou, is that what you wanted to talk about? This, the fact that we should be able to reach out to our loved ones and get answers? Yes, but she's showing me like, it's like a, a handshake. Oh, I'm, so I just saw her, you know, giving you a handshake, for instance. Um, it's okay, that's it. It's not the jump that everybody expects, like seeing angels in the sky and then getting answers like that. It is, they're right there with us, like in the same room, but in a different vortex, like in a different dimension. Realm, different Realm. dimension. And I've noticed this too. Like, it's not like I've had to explain to people because they're like, we don't feel our loved ones. I don't feel them. Like, you're actually used to feeling them. It's like, <laughs> you're, 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 I like that. you're actually used, you're, you're, you're used it's not a jump anymore they're hanging around you all the time and then it's my job you know it's my job to give evidence of that which i do um they are very flamboyant about how they show me how they they're around them all the time yeah um and okay cool. she doesn't she wants you to she wants us to that's so interesting hold on show me again she doesn't want people to think it's a big deal like talk to your loved ones. Just say, "Hey, what's going on?" Like, don't ask him if you're going to get married or not because you have an attachment to the outcome. But ask him questions like they're showing me you in my head. Like, ask him questions about how they are. What are they doing? about? How they are? What their journey's been? I I like to ask weird questions, and and you know I've been working on this book uh, that I'm finishing up now, where I'm through a guided meditation. I have people access their guides and their council members and stuff like that. And I like to ask really odd questions, stuff like who surprised you? Who surprised you on the other side? You know, it's one thing to say who greeted you, right? Could be a dog, a relative, and you might even have imagined that. But when you ask who surprised you, that's something you couldn't possibly know. And so when you get somebody saying, you know, I was surprised to see you know, Socrates waiting for me or whatever, then you can actually, uh, realize that that's something so unique it's it's new information yeah i like that ask that question so lou is there anybody on your guest list you wanted to bring forward I, that's my question for you i don't know i'm seeing tom petty very good and thank you tom tom we've had you stop by before for those not familiar with us tom stopped um, by a couple of years ago and complained about the fact that he had a hard time getting into our class that's why the title of the book is backstage past the flip side it comes from top eddie okay. what does tom um, say he wants to take the discussion further um he's mentioning again like stop trying to figure out where all the information is coming from so just know that it's like like I don't know why I was just shown food. Like if you're eating food and you know it's clean or it's like right, you're, you're just questioning. eating it, you're not really thinking about how did it grow or, you know. Because what happens is 
when you're so concerned, and I used to do this, you know, early on, I'm like, where is this coming from? You know, who is it coming from? It would, it would cut the process off. When I realized that nobody bad could come in and like, you know, it's, it's about getting, getting rid of your fears or how you were raised kind of thing, or your interpretation of the way that you were raised. Um, like, show me again, hold on. Trusting it and then allowing it because allowing it, you know, versus trying to force it. Like, um, what do you mean? Allow answers to come through. Because a lot of people like ask a question and they walk away mentally or they just don't. Well, or they say a prayer yeah. and they don't really wait around for the answer. But Tom, what you're saying is that, because of course people have fears and, and when somebody, right. And they even judge the fact that it's that let's say someone like you might stop by to talk to us. And neither Jennifer and I knew you, um, and, but but you know once you're on the flip side, you kind of know everybody. But the idea that we would talk to you about something makes people it blocks them. It makes it hard for them to see right. because they they need their relative to come forward and say a talk. But what you're saying is just let the process be. Don't judge it allow it to come forward. Nothing negative is going to happen from asking questions. Is right. that correct? Correct. Like he, when he came forward, I didn't judge it. And like, there's Tom Petty. It doesn't. And the reason why we've talked, you know, some people are like, well, why are they famous people? We've I talked to people that are not famous a lot. I talked to, I had, I have famous clients. I talked to famous people, but that's not the point. The point is they're able to show me a picture and I'm able to go, Oh, that's that person. Well, and in Tom's <laughs> case, literally named the book. There's three books that he named. So he gets front tickets yes. to the VIP. He's on Luana's list. But Tom, let's ask you about that. Because when you first showed up, it was a number of years ago. He said what? he didn't believe it. He says okay. it was the first, that he okay. didn't believe it. He so goes, it, it, and then it took, he goes, then when I realized what was going on, the way these made me feel, um, I thought about how great this is for people to hear that they can, that they do have access to it. He goes, otherwise we'd all just be sitting up here by ourselves kind of thing. Talking to ourselves, talking to each other. Well, <laughs> but what have you learned since the first time that you've come through uh, to talk to us just in, just in terms of your awareness and experience, or if it was, you do it already, I don't know. how extensive language is from feeling like all the different clairs he's saying. So how extensive it is going back and forth from the other side, how it's not just how people don't, first of all, don't know that you can do it. And then he said that um, in getting used to frequencies and learning how to hear the frequency of, of a loved one, he says, their phone numbers that you, you know, um, I mean, like their their frequency is almost like a phone number. You know, that's right. them reaching out to you. And please, if you don't mind, just clarify what clairs are. What what do you what are the different clairs? Oh, um, it's funny that he said that. Um, clairvoyant. So when you're clairvoyance, when you use clairvoyance, you uh, see things, pictures, like a movie thing. You know, a lot of times right. I see pictures when I get the feelings. Um, clairaudient is hearing. Um, Claire, uh, cognizant is a knowing, like you feel it in your gut. Like I felt that, you know, when Luana came through that it was about last night kind of thing. 
That's what I felt when I saw, but she puts, even though you're in front of me, she's putting you in my mind's eye. Yeah. And is there also a clair, did you say clairsentient? Is that also clairsentient? I think it's feeling, um, look at me being not so. <laughs> of course, all I can think of are my friends, Claire Kupchak and Claire Kellerman. You know, those are a couple of more Claire's that I'm aware of. <laughs> anyway, my question to you, Tom, now, it, it, when you look around the classroom that we are in, that you, when you first came in, you talked about how hard it was to get in there. What, what's your impression of it now? Is it just frequencies sort of floating around, lights, lights showing up on a snowbank or a Christmas tree, or what is your impression? Wow. I'm not gonna judge it, but I'm being shown like an arena, but like 10,000 arenas, like all the arenas, all the arenas filled up with people. With people. Um, that are tuned into this class, like a, like a, it's interesting. Like a multitude of audience members. At different times, so like, that's so interesting. So there might be a, one arena at one time and then there might be another one at another time, but, like there, there's just different, the same class is being teleported into different places, but at different time periods. So it's, you know, one class can be heard now and, and that same class can be heard a thousand years from now, like some, like somewhere else. I don't know. Or Wow. We got to be careful about what we talk about. I'm just kidding. Wow. No, I'm kidding. Um, but let's talk about that, Tom. So, so that idea of, of accessing a soundstage. A soundstage. But what is the benefit of this class to people in the audience over there? That's my question. Are, is Luana helping and you, are you helping and is this conversation helping them to communicate with frequencies? It's helping us understand how our minds work. He's showing like a light inside of my head. Good Lordy. Um, it's help. It's it's a school to learn. And he's like, and you have a very strong class. <laughs> like, I guess we're like the Harvard of school of learning or whatever without category categories. Yes. Yeah, no, I understand. But that's why I want to clarify because. And it's repetition. Know. And so when they show me again, our class teaches them how to work with our loved ones here. Very good. Us teaching people here how to work with them well or uh yes and also unpacking frequencies and sort of uh, and allowing that telepathic communication is just as important as verbal whether right. you know you're seeing something and then you're translating and then sometimes as people have you know the ones who've tuned in more than once uh <laughs> they hear me say the, what do you mean? But for example, Luana, you know, mentioning that it was prior to a dream. So I had to go back and I know exactly where I was when I made this con was so I was probably brushing my teeth. So it was in the morning. So it wasn't I wasn't in a dream state. So but she was trying to show Jennifer that it was a thought that I had that was sort of on right. my own and outside of my normal parameters. Right. And the question was very specific about asking her for her assistance or right. her crew or something to help. And, and the, before I could even think of the question, I, it came back to me. It's like, we got this. We're on top of it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. 
but you know, your brain all always goes, oh, that's what I want to hear. But at the same time, I trusted it, like you said, I trusted it. And so when I heard the review later on in the day, I said, I, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I heard this this morning. So it's not always, you know, as you know, Jennifer, and I'm sure you have with your clients, it's not always the most positive response you get, you know, when you no, ask actually, a question. There's been several times where I've said, I've had to say to somebody, hey, you, you, you're going to have a biopsy done. You're going to have to have chemo done, you know, and it's something that is going to be painful, but you're going to get through it. I always look for endpoints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also it's important to know that not only are they going to get through it, but we all get through it at some point because we do go home, mm -hmm. you know, and we sort of reflect on it. I think it's going to be, we've talked about this, it's going to be hilarious for you and I to be on the flip side a hundred years from now, looking back at this, these conversations, which are outside of time mm -hmm. and to see like, you know, how, let's say how insane I was. <laughs> to think that this would actually help anybody but anyway you know i th i think it i think it does it helps people with the idea of the fear of what happens you know beyond where they are it i think it helps that and it also helps grief you know but again well, for sure for sure it does because you know if if you, I mean, you don't lose the sadness of losing somebody, but the fact that you, if you just allow for a minute that they're okay, you know, they're not living here in the same cabin where- Oh my gosh, I heard the greatest thing. Can I share this? Just Please. I had, I, um, Sunday, I talked to this family and they lost their son and it was the mother's birthday. And so I'm like, he's saying happy birthday. And she says, it's my birthday today. And I love this family. And their son, I can say this, Shane, he said, he goes, tell my mom she's the best mom. And I'm like, he keeps saying that you're the best mom. And the other thing that he said, he goes, tell her it doesn't stop. She's still a mom to me, even though I'm on the other side. And that I still feel all the love that she has for me and that she's the best mom over here. And it was something that I, I'm like, it was the sweetest thing I've ever heard, you know, he was, he's 16 years old. He would have been 16 years old. He's 16 over there. And, um, it was just so sweet. She's just like, I, you just don't think about that. Like you don't quit being a mother to a child that's over on the other side, or you don't quit being a daughter to a father that's on the other side. Right. You know, that still continues, even though we're in two different dimensions. That was, term love never dies. It not, it not only doesn't die. You know, and I was I was on a Tibet. I was on a, I was on a mountain in Tibet, and uh, with Robert Thurman, and he got lost on the mountain for I think a day, and we were all kind of freaking out, like what happened to him, and worried. Our Robert, Robert Thurman. Our Robert Thurman, yeah, and um, he had gone he had gone off on this trip with another like a really experienced mountaineer, and that guy like left him on the mountain anyway, but he made it. Obviously, he came off the mountain. And I got to hear him call his wife, Nena, Uma Thurman's mom, on a satellite phone. And I actually filmed it. It's in the film Journey into the Bed. But over his shoulder, you can hear that connection. I'm okay. I'm fine. But it's literally what we're doing here. We're connecting people with the satellite phone. 
between this right. side of the world and that side of the world. They are okay. We are going to be okay. And eventually we're going to be with them again whether they like it or not, <laughs> or whether, but Lou, I've only got her for a few more minutes. Anybody else or anything else you want to talk about or refer to, or thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. You're always welcome. My dad just popped in and told me that my mother was going to be okay. So thank you, Jim. How's Jim doing? Yeah. He just went like this. He gave me the one, two, three. I love you. I love um, you. Again, I I don't remember it. That's just something, you know, so when he shows me, I love that. Um, well, it's his signal for you. Um, hold on. Who's saying? Why am I saying that? I know this person is alive, but they're showing me Chris Rock. And why is that? Lou? Let's let Lou weigh in on there because... Chris knows people that know Chris. Uh, Chris Luana knows people who know Chris over over there. Why? They showed me Chris Rock, but I believe it's because of the name Chris. So I don't know what it's Christy? about. Christy, ask Lou. Is this about somebody named Christy? It's a woman. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, Lou. Well, you know, Lou, you know how to speak my language. What do you want to say, Lou? Is Christy going to be okay? That's so funny. It's the only Chris that they knew. They uh, that's how we do it. Is Christy, like, is Christy going to be okay? That's my question for Luan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, now Jennifer doesn't know what that's about. The audience doesn't know what that's about, but I clearly do know what that's about. Christy is a friend of a friend who's not, you know, who's got a, you know, a health issue going on and, and they're dealing with it. So that's the question. And Luana knows that that's true and that that's an accurate person that is in it's stress. A, a, it feels like a tough road, but it's good. Gonna okay. Be good. Is there anything I can say to, that'll be helpful other than Luana came through and said it's going to be okay? It's going to be a tough road? She dreamt about her. Others that maybe had a oh. dream. Oh, they had a connection on the flip side. Christy, person, and and Luana. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, Lou, Lou, that would be really wonderful if you and your peeps on the flip side could help out this friend of ours um, who who might be in need of, you know, uh, some... It feels like she had a dream that was similar to you, that there was a classroom up there. Oh, very good. I've actually had people reach out to me and say, I had a dream last night that I was in your classroom and you were, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, that what a poor person to have to, you know, have me as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get some laughs in here. That's for sure. Um, Cause they showed, she's like, I showed you somebody that was alive. So it meant it was somebody alive, but it had to just deal with the name. Very so good. Remember. So when people get, images like that you know sometimes you're like is that person gonna die or is that why i'm getting right because you go right to the instant thing right but they're but, saying like no it has to do with a reference to a name so just start you know they're saying it there could be a lot of meanings meanings to pictures or feelings you just sure but the wonderful thing is i have jennifer here to do that which is she tapped her nose which when i hit when i hit the nail on the head 
So that's what she does. And she's very clear if I'm wrong, if I say, then you could have easily said, no, that's not the person. But in this case, Luana said, yes, that is the person. So we'll definitely pass along that message. Um, and, you know, what oh, can you do? Yeah, and go ahead. Hira. Hira just came in. Hold on. And Hira is here. All right, Hira, you would wait until the last minute. Hira, what's going on? Pets are constantly communicating from the other side to their owners. So pets are constantly communicating from the other side to their owner. He says, he goes, if you think about it, we know when our owners are sick. We know when they're not feeling good. We know that when we're there, we still get those messages when we're over here. That's very good. So, but Hira, I just want to add, do you have any specific message for our friend Robert, who was... Hira is the dog of Robert Town, and he's seeing him more and more. He says he's seeing Robert is seeing Hira more and more, but con but not conscious and is feeling him. Go ahead, say again. He's seeing him more and more. Like I'm like in the dream state, or like around yeah. all of it. All of it. All right, very good. Anything you want to say to Robert? Just very specifically, Hira, because I knew Hira pretty well. Walked him for three years. I don't know. I feel like there's a birthday. Like a oh, birthday, birthday flying up. Okay, very good. All right. I'll ask Robert when I talk to him. All right. Well, Jennifer, I know you got to go. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we're so glad you were able to jump in a little bit. I know we won't see you in a couple of days, but we will hopefully see you next week. We I love will you. definitely see you next week. Okay. Thank you so much for your gifts. Thank you for helping people. Thank you for doing this. We love you. Mm. Ciao. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.